Hey everybody, this is Joe Langworthy here with my co-host Thomas Wolfel for episode 28 of Tailgate Talk, the Six Calm Sports podcast. Um, so Thomas, we are halfway through the season. Um, if I had told you that halfway through the season we'd be 5-1 and one with a loss to LSU, would you have taken it? Absolutely. Uh, if you'd have told me I thought. If you'd have told me we were five and one after uh, six games at the beginning of the season, um, I would have been thrilled. If you would have told me we were five and one uh, after going up twenty-two to seven on Saturday, I wouldn't have been very happy. And so, right. uh, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, yeah, for me, yeah. I'm I'm very frustrated with the game, and I think we're starting to see issues with the team that maybe we weren't expecting. Um, but it's also important you know, with the way you just framed the kind of the, the episode here, it's important to take a step back and think about uh, where we're at in the grand scheme of the season and, and mm-hmm. you know, where expectations were to start the season. Right, right. And, uh, yeah, we I think we're going to we're gonna talk more at the end about, like you said, perspective as a whole. I did just want to kind of start the thing out by, um, you know, it is the first loss of the season, so – I don't want it to sound like we're being real doom and gloom. Um, The criticisms, at least for me, I assume for you as well, the criticisms I have of the team after this game, if you had told me at the beginning of the year, these would be things I'd be complaining about. I would have said, okay, I'll take it. You know, Um, (laughs) like, yes, it's frustrating that there's still, uh, you know, some dumb penalties, but the dumb penalties are, blowing our chances to beat LSU, not blowing our chances to score a touchdown against LSU like I kind of thought we might have at the beginning of the year. Right. You know, there's just some perspective that I wanna that I wanna put out there. And um, you know, I don't think I actually think Mizzou fans reacted better to this loss than I expected them to. I haven't seen a whole lot of doom and gloom. There's some of it, obviously there's always gonna be the the negative Nellies that that are out there just wanting to complain about it, anything and everything. But mm-hmm. um, I think most Mizzou fans have their head on straight and are still excited about this team and are still going to show up, which is, I think, a key that that needs to happen. But um, any either way, disappointing to lose. Um, you know, never, never what we want. Um, what are your just right off the top? What are your your uh, biggest takeaways from the game on Saturday? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, look, I mean, I think certainly mistakes didn't help. Um, you know, that was a really, you could not have had a worse time for our center to forget how to snap a football than, you know, uh, one yard to gain to get a first down. And, and then now it's, it was Mm -hmm. second and six and you basically have to start thinking about throwing the ball took, took, took rushing out of the, out of the, uh, Playbook basically, and and they're basically you're talking the about the la- that last drive. Yep, yep. I think it was third and, and six, it. but yeah. Okay, well, made it third and six, and their defensive defensive right. end clearly knew that we had one option, that was to throw the ball, and yeah. he just basically bum rushed and the quarterback. And but but I mean, also, um, you know, we missed a field goal, and uh, so I don't know for sure. I mean, for me, um, definitely the penalties were part of it, but I think the larger issue is was the defense. I mean. Mm-hmm. We go up twenty-two to seven, and 
that was basically at the beginning of the second quarter. And to be fair, we didn't have a legitimate stop really the rest of the game. They went three quarters. One of one, one possession they did not score on was because they missed a 30 yard field goal. And mm-hmm. another possession, the last possession they didn't score on was because they had the ball a minute and a half left. Everyone and anyone watching the game knew they were running it three straight times just to make sure the clock didn't stop. And we right. stopped them then like, Made we didn't really have, yeah, we, we didn't have a, what I would consider to be a legitimate stop the last three quarters of the game. So, mm-hmm. you know, I know I listened to Gabe DeArmond's podcast today, and of course he says, well, the the, um, the snap was what blew the game. But, you know, it'd be like if you're a St. Louis Cardinals fan and you lose 10 to 9, you'd say, yeah, well, you shouldn't have gotten picked off first base or Jordan Walker, you know, struck out with a guy on third and, and one out and you right. end up not scoring. Yeah, okay but you still scored nine runs. It should have been enough to win the game. We scored 39 mm-hmm. points. If you'd have told me at the beginning of the year that we put up 39 on LSU, I would have put my mortgage on us winning that football game. But our defense right. just has not been what I think we thought it could become. They've, I think they've taken a step back despite the fact we've brought back nine of 11 starters. Um, it didn't help that our probably our best edge rusher decided to get himself kicked out of the game for spitting on a player. I mean, that was just, it was a, it was a meltdown defensively. They had guys wide open, um, you know, and Jaden Daniels and company uh, Malik uh, neighbors, uh, Malik neighbors deserve credit. They're very good football players, but man, our defense didn't help themselves out and they couldn't get a stop the last three quarters. And I think that ends up really being what decided the game. Right. Yeah. And I I think you and I talked about it in the preview episode, you know, it kind of became for all intents and purposes an arena football game where, you know, one stop there would have, I mean, I know we lost by 10 points, but if we get one stop on offense or on defense, they don't score a touchdown. They would then have had, you know, what, 39 points. Like, yeah, I mean, well, and, I mean, and we would have been get, tied if we had no. One well, not stop, even that. In, That's not true. We would have been winning because no, yeah, we yeah, were yeah, down. You're right. You're right we were down by we were down by three when we threw that pick six. And I cannot blame the quarterback. I can't blame Brady Cook for that pick six. You're under fifty seconds left in the game. You're on your own five. Right. Yeah, it's a pressure. That's a pressure throw. You, on a, you can't yeah. expect anything yeah. on it. Everyone knows what's coming. Um, but yeah, we were up three. If you get one stop in the second half. We're winning that. We win the game. You win yeah. the game. And we missed a field goal. They said it was blocked. I've seen the replay. I don't think it was touched. But, I mean, granted, it's a 44-yarder. He made a long one, too. You can't expect a college kicker to make every single kick. But, right. I mean, yes, the defense has got it. You can't go th- basically three quarters without a stop. Um, yeah. One um, one stop. One, you know. Or an interception. Uh, you know, how about a how about a turnover? We a didn't turnover of some turnover. sort. We didn't we didn't create a turnover. We didn't um, do anything like that. And it's like um, I think you, me, and Nate were talking about it this morning with Bill Connolly's SP plus, or I don't know what it was the the success rate thing. The forty five. Yeah. We both both Mizzou and LSU uh, had a forty five point one percent offensive success rate. I don't really know what that means. I can't – I mean, I assume I, it's it just means that on 45.1% yeah. of our plays, we were successful. But Which because has to be those, like four yards probably, four yards right. or more or something. Those I don't know metrics, sure. you know, were so almost identical. 
it came down to literally one or two plays. And it's like we said, you know, we, we had him in third down a couple times. And if you just make one play, you know, I think there was one where we had like a third and 20 and Malik Favors. We had a third and nine. They had a 14-yard rush. This is all just in the last three possessions. A third and nine, yeah. they had a 14-yard rush. A third and five, they ran, had a 31-yard run for a touchdown. And then I think we had them like second and six, and they had a 45-yard touchdown. I mean, it was – Yeah. It's just yeah. one one play really does, you know – Yes, we lost by two possessions technically, but one play, one play is made on defense. We win the game. Like that's that's really what it comes down to. And yes, the bad snap was bad. The false start on that was bad. The not getting the first down on when you have a second and one, like just run the freaking ball and get the first down and keep moving the chains. It was a bad it was a bad play call. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It was, you know, just a terrible series of events right there that didn't lose us the game. It's kind of the same thing of like, okay, you, you know, you're down one with three seconds left and your kicker misses a 55-yard field goal. Your kicker's not the reason you lost the game. You right. shouldn't have ever put the kicker in that position. The defense shouldn't have ever put the offense in that position. The offense scored 39 points with no turnovers ever being generated, meaning right. we started – on the 25, every possession, like almost every possession. There was only, we only had one possession, I think, where we'd have what I'd consider to be a short field, and that was on a botched punt that they had that gave oh, us yeah. the ball yep. in like the 40, which would have been our own 40. So we had to go, we still had to go 60 yards. Everything, right. everything beyond that was longer. Like you said, it was basically 20, it was basically 25 yards every drive because we were getting the ball back after they scored. Right. Um and we still scored yes. 39 points on an SEC defense. As bad as as LSU's defense is, they're still an SEC defense. There's still a lot of talent there. We scored 39 points. The offense right. was not the issue, no matter what bad plays they made in the last two minutes. Right. The, this is on the defense for sure. All we needed was yep. one more made play. Like – and it, that just and, comes down to consistency and focus, I think. You know, that's going to be what yeah. we harp on this whole time, or what I harp on at least. Mm-hmm. The, the, this defense, we know it has talent. You know, yes, we need more pass rush, but, like, Johnny Walker has talent. He's just not focused. You know, you're, if you, you're I, spitting on players and you're kicking kicking people at the bottom of the huddle, you're not, you're not as focused as you need to be. Absolutely correct. Right, yeah. So, um it's just yeah. focus, and this defense has so much talent, and that's what's so frustrating about it is we all see, yeah. you know, KAD is playing out of his mind, um, but then there's a there's a, a focus, you know, lapse between him and Dalen Carnell on that touchdown at the end of the game where there's mm-hmm. some blown coverage because somebody, you know, I don't really understand zone football super well to be able to explain it, but I, I've seen explanations. I'm not, sure guys, of, I'm not sure our guys know it. And I, yeah, <laughs> that's the thing is I'm not sure our guys understand it either because from what I've seen, you know, Carnell was maybe supposed to take him, but then KAD stayed with a different guy and Carnell didn't stay with him thinking KAD was going to be coming over and playing the back third of the zone and he didn't. And then all of a sudden, I think it was neighbors is literally yeah, wide open and it's like how do you how do you leave the definitely second best wide receiver in the country wide open like that 
Yep. Yep. You got yeah, you got just mental lapses. 1A, just mental lapses. One A. You got receivers one A and one B with with uh, Burden and Neighbors, and you left. Right. I mean, Neighbors had there were multiple times where he catches the ball, and there's not a player within ten yards of him. And so, Burden doesn't yeah, get that benefit. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He doesn't get no. left open like he that. He didn't. He um, didn't have that benefit against South Dakota. Like, no, he didn't. No. So I, I agree with you 100%. I think part of it, too, or a lot of it probably, is the expectation level between the offense and defense. I mean, well, for, I mean, it's it's wild to me. If you really think about it, if you sit back and think about it, we had a tight end that forgot how to catch a football. Oh my he dropped gosh. four passes. And I get – I like, said I okay. didn't want to blame the offense, but I – uh, right, I, but I really I mean, want to blame Tyler Stevens, and, and, I, and I'm not even <laughs> going to blame him. I'm going to blame the coaching no. staff. That's a deal where clearly it was in his head. They mm-hmm. left him out there. I'm sure to try to instill confidence, but you don't do that against LSU. Instill confidence against, you know, South Dakota. Instill confidence against Vandy. Don't do it against LSU. Put the put the kid out there that's been catching the football. That doesn't make any sense to me. But you left him out there. He drops four passes. You have, like we said, mm-hmm. a couple crucial. Um, a couple crucial uh, penalties with the with false start. Um, yeah, I think it was him that had the false start on the the extra point, which obviously didn't really matter. But no, still he's wild. obviously in his head. He'd already had two drops. Take him out. Like, right? But he struggled. Um, like the offensive line, like we said, struggled with pre snap penalties. That's a problem. Brady Cook throws his first interception of the year, and you sit there and say, "Well, shit." You know, there's no way we put up any points. We still scored 39 points. Mm-hmm. So it's again, it's okay. Yes, we should have. We we could have been better on defense. We probably should have been better offense. I mean, we should. We probably should have been better on offense. Yeah, we, we probably should have scored more. But you can't score 39. You can't score 39. Bingo! You can't score 39 points and then blame it on the offense. So, uh, yeah, the defense. I mean, you're sitting there beginning of the year. We thought it's a top. Last year they were top 25, top 30 squad. Um, they were defensively nine of eleven. Returned nine of eleven starters. Johnny Walker has looked. Johnny Walker has been every bit as good as um, any defensive end we had last year. Probably he's been our best defensive end this year. Point being, um, I mean, they should be producing results that, and they're just not doing it. I know Blake Baker at all or at or at Miami. His first year was very good. His second year, the team took a step back. I, you know that it could just be coincidence that you're seeing that in two different places or it could be a pattern um, or it could be a pattern. And I know at Miami, the, the, I think the entire coaching staff got let go after that. So he didn't have a chance at a third year. Obviously mm-hmm. he's going to get a chance at a third year at Missouri. Um, you know, not, I don't want to look too far ahead, but um, he's got to get this thing turned around this year. Uh, and I, and we're going to have to see something I think next year. Cause um, right. You just can't let it get too far. I mean, if, if it gets to the point where, the defense is costing you football games like that, then it's a problem. Uh, our offense, as good as we've been, I don't think we can anticipate our offense scoring 39 points every week. We can't oh, – right. Our defense is going to have to win us a couple of football games if we're going to get to our eight or nine wins that we that we thought we were going to get to. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I, I agree with you completely. Um, but I do also want to kind of step back off the ledge and give LSU their props. Yeah, they good. LSU's offense, that's the best offense we're going to face. Most likely. 
I mean, okay. last week. I, I mean, Georgia okay, is I'm efficient, a, I'm, obviously. Well, and... I'm a little bit nervous saying that, given the fact Tennessee's dropped 135 points on us over the last two years. Well, okay. Uh, <laughs> but, yes, Usually the best should be – Best against what we are going to do. The most talented. It's going to be the games. most talented most yes. talented offense we'll see, for sure. I mean, Jaden Daniels is unreal. Um, you know, I was I was at the game in person. He, you know, I'm not going to say he was as good as Johnny Manziel or anything like that, but he was the real deal. He's up there with some of the better quarterbacks I've seen. Just the combination of his speed. And, you know, I always, with with guys that are fast like that and, and run a little bit, I always kind of think, okay, well, he's just hitting wide open receivers. Yeah, you, he's doing that a lot, but he's also dropping dimes. And, I mean, he, he has some accuracy. He very that, good. And he has a big arm. He's very good. Malik Neighbors is very good. Um, that running back, I don't know what he's been doing, like where he's been. He was good. Um, you know, and their offensive line, I've heard, was struggling. You know, they they didn't really keep a clean pocket for Jaden Daniels, but it doesn't really matter with Jaden Daniels. Like, you don't really need to keep a clean pocket. You need to, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if the defensive line gets out, if you get out of your lane on the defensive line, yeah, yeah, even if you're in you the backfield, get... it doesn't do you any good because he's gonna he's gonna slip right to where you right to yeah. where your lane was, and he's off to the races, and he outruns your he outruns your uh, as we saw he outruns your linebacker. So right, um, right, he's, so, he's very difficult to defend, and that's so, I mean that's where like that's where you know the defenses of back in the day where we'd have you know some stud at the, at the defensive end position. Um, make a difference because that's really I think what we were lacking I think when you, when they played Florida State they've got a Florida State's got a defensive end that'll go top 10 in the draft and the difference was when he got in the backfield he was able to finish the play right. and there's just not very many defensive ends in the country that can do that and obviously we didn't right. have any of them on Saturday right so um yeah so that's I I think just want to make sure we say that though that LSU's offense is very good, so I don't. Ha- I'm not lacking in hope that the defense can get this figured out because I do think that you know this defense isn't going to let 49. Isn't going to give up 49 to most teams or 42. No, um, it shouldn't to most teams. It um, and, and as, and as many lapses as they've had, they they are not going to do that much more. Yeah, and we won't see another quarterback that runs as well as he does the rest of the year. I mean, right? I mean, at Kentucky, um, Georgia, very traditional quarterbacks. Um, you know, even the guys that can Rattler's run a little bit, little bit can run a little bit, but not near up. to the. I mean, I mean, Jaden Daniels was as quick as anybody we had on defense, and you're not going to have right. that from a quarterback right. the rest of the year. You got a couple guys right. that can run. Um, the you know Sanders or whoever it is down there at uh, Arkansas can run a little bit, but not like yeah. Jane Daniels. Once that dude took took off, uh, mm-hmm. I mean it was just a track meet. So, right. So yeah, they were very good. Um, they're very good. So as as much as we criticize the defense for this performance, um, you know, some of that could have very much just been Jaden Daniels just being better. Were, yeah, our defense. To be fair to them, they were not playing a bunch of schlubs. Yeah, um, they didn't that, let up yeah. forty nine. That's, that's a top. That's that's a top three. That's a top three offense in the in the country for sure. Yeah, they're going to put points up on everybody. And you know, as as 
down on LSU as as some people are because, you know, they've lost to Florida State. They lost to Ole Miss. If they go beat Bama, they're right back in the driver's seat for the West, most likely. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And so, you know, that could be a team that goes to Atlanta. Um, yeah. And that's our only loss right now. So I think I think that's a good segue into um, talking about, you know, just mid-year report card, like where we thought we were going to be and, and where we are now with our only loss being to LSU, who – I'm not giving them the West yet or anything, but is is a contender in the West and thus a contender to, you know, make a probably not the playoff with two losses, but you know, anything's possible at this point. College football's crazy. Well, I mean, if they put up forty if they put up forty five plus points on everybody from here on out, even with two losses, if if they were to beat Georgia, you know. 49 yeah, to 16 be, then they're going right. to probably be in they're probably be in the playoff right especially since their first their one of their losses was their first game so um but yeah so just talk about expectations you know i i don't remember exactly what we both had as i remember season what did we have did you go look it up or did you just write No it i just remember i just i just remember this you you had us at 5 and 1 you had us beating um, you had us beating Kansas State, but losing to LSU. I had us losing against both Kansas State and LSU. Um, okay. And then for the remainder of the year, and uh, I, we can go through this too, and maybe we can decide if we want to change our minds at all. I think I had us winning the next two games, Kentucky, South Carolina. You had us losing against Kentucky, beating South Carolina. So basically after the South Carolina game, we both had us with, two losses and then Georgia we both had as a loss I believe we both had Tennessee as a loss and then Florida and you you had us at, you had us at nine and three so you'd have had us beating um you'd have had us beating Tennessee Florida and Arkansas I had us losing to Tennessee and then beating Florida and Arkansas I had us at eight and four you had us at nine and three um yeah so at, at the current standing, I think we've they've won one more game than I had predicted, and they've won the exact you know they've won the exact schedule that you had predicted at this point. Do you feel any differently now looking at Kentucky? Yes, um, I mean I think that we can't discount the the Kentucky curse. Um, I'm too superstitious to to not talk about that a little bit. Because I, I, it's almost, it's almost got to be a real thing at this point, because um, we've lost what three or four straight to them, four straight, um, yeah. and that's just, it's just rough, and, and it, I don't go into it. If it was any other team looking at them and looking at us, I'd feel relatively confident. I mean, not like it's a surefire gonna win kind of game, but like. Yeah, we can go in there and get this win. And I do think we can go in there and get this win. The players probably don't actually aren't as superstitious as me. They don't right. they don't really care about that. But yeah, I think that this is a very, very winnable game. Um I think Vegas has it as a toss up. Um and I think that's partly because they want people betting on Kentucky. Um, you know, they want people 
they want the money there because you know i don't know maybe i'm maybe i don't know what i'm talking about with vegas because i still don't really understand how they how they do that that witchcraft they're almost they're they're right so often it's weird but uh it just does seem like a game that mizzou things just seem to favor us you know i think Kentucky's offensive line has struggled and you know we we struggle to get pressure at times but if it's a bad offensive line we can get pressure and then they're not going to be able to throw the ball because our our corners are really good we do pretty well against the run um you know I think this the South Carolina rushing attack was kind of a fluke because you know we were keen on Jaden Daniels a lot and that allowed the running back to let loose and then because he let loose, that kind of allowed Jaden Daniels to get free a little more. And so um, I still think our rush defense is really good, and so we'll be able to kind of hold them in check um, as long as we can tackle. I know their running back's really good. Um, but, yeah, let's. I'm not, I'm not going to spend too much more time talking about Kentucky because we'll do a Kentucky uh, preview episode in a couple days. But, yes, I think we can win that game. I think South Carolina, we win that game. Um, Going to Georgia seven and one, uh, which is going to be great. Um, Georgia, it's I'm not predicting a victory at all. I'm not saying that, but they have looked vulnerable at times. I think they struggle with a lot of the same things we do in terms of focus um, and putting teams away. Obviously, they didn't struggle with that against Kentucky this weekend. Uh, so you know you got to hope they didn't turn a corner. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think my prediction of nine and three is still very much on the table and I think is kind of likely at this point. Um, but I also think that looking at it, you know, you can look at it and say "Mm -hmm." six and six or seven and five is also on the table, but I also think you look at it and 10 and two is on the table. So it's. Yeah, my confidence level has not changed really. Yeah, I think you look at the last six games, and I, I think five of them you could almost just flip a coin on. Um, Georgia's. I mean, look until Georgia hasn't lost a game in two and a half years, so until they do, uh, right? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna anticipate we have a good chance to win that game, but. Um, but at, you know, the, at think, the same time, somebody's going to do it. Somebody's going to beat them eventually. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You just can't assume in. it's going to. You can't assume you can't it's going to be your team, be regardless us, yeah. of whether you're Alabama or right. Vanderbilt. You can't assume right. that you're going to be the team that does it. Um. But yeah, I mean, I think I think these next two weeks are going to be very interesting to me. Um, I mean, we just seemed, and I think part of it too on defense is we just we feel banged up. Um. I know mm-hmm. in the secondary we aren't fully healthy, and it shows. Um, mm-hmm. We've had a, a number of different dudes in there at linebacker. Um, yeah, kind of getting healthy. Um, you know, I, I think this would be a fantastic week for a bye week. Unfortunately, we have to play two more games before we get that bye week. So, um, you know, I think it's going to be if if Coach Drinkwitz can get the team to show up in uh, you know, the next two weeks and play their A game, I think that's going to be a huge testament as to what he's able to do as a coach and how he can keep kids motivated because, I mean, you know, you're setting up for a, a tough game in Lexington. They just got their butts whooped on national television against the top team in the country. 
Um, now I will say Mark Stoops' teams have, if you go back, they've got a track record of losing after big time butt whoopings. I mean, they, that's like, if you take a look, yeah, very often they'll lose two straight games. It's almost like getting beat really badly. The first game ends up beating them the second game too, but I mean, it's going to be a seven thirty o'clock kick Eastern time. Uh, their fans know it's important. Their team knows it's important. It's just as important to our, our team as well. But, you know, I think if we can find a way to, you know, grind out these next two games, then like you said, we're headed into Georgia with, um, I mean, if you go to Georgia with one loss, then you have a chance to leave there as the favorite to win the SEC East. And that is something that I wouldn't have dreamed of to start the season. So everything's right. still left, left out there. If you win one of the next two games, you're still likely looking at nine and three or eight and four is a, a serious possibility mm-hmm. depending on those last three weeks. So um, I think there's still a lot of exciting football left ahead. I would love for a win against uh, Kentucky. I think that'd help us sell out against South Carolina. That's going to continue to help us on the recruiting trail, help to build the culture, help to build the program. Um, but these next two weeks, I think are going to be very crucial and not only how, um, you know, the season goes, but how we feel the direction of the program is right. uh, at the end of the season. So um, definitely a, a big next couple of weeks for us. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And uh, you know, I don't want anybody to, to hear what I'm not saying when I say this, I am not saying that any of this is going to happen. What I am saying though, is even with a loss to LSU, every single goal, whether it is a, rational goal or a stretch goal is still on the table you know if if brady cook has in his mind that we can win the national championship that is still attainable at this moment losing lsu doesn't really change that we run the table we can still make the national championship you know we win out win in atlanta we're making the playoff that's still we haven't blown that yet now, is that going to happen? No, I'm not. I'm not saying not that like it is possible. But what I am like saying it. is that that goal, those goals are still there, and the team needs to just focus because everything they want to accomplish is still attainable. So, focus these next two weeks, like you said, get through these next two weeks with wins and healthy. Get even more healthy in the bye week. And everything's still there. So, yep. you know, I think that's the goal. That's that's what needs to happen. And I think that it is very possible that it does happen. And, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's more fun to talk about wins for sure. So I hope that they, you know, get back to doing that after a one-week break. Yeah. So. Yeah. And one more thing, too. Let's also just enjoy Luther Burden. Yeah, can we not we do have that? Him for I mean, so we got what, him for a year and a half. Six more games this year, plus a bowl game, uh, most likely. At least one one more game. That so that's seven, and then at least twelve games next year. So we have him for nineteen more games. Uh, and he's as good as a receiver as you're going to see at the college level. So correct, enjoy it. You know, let's and he's having again. fun, and it's fun to to witness. So absolutely. And so, yep, keep that in mind. Go watch them play. Cheer yeah. them on. Buy tickets. And, go watch uh, them play. Um, yep. 
and keep let me know if you have right Florida direction. tickets. I have I have family coming into town for the Florida game, so if you have Florida tickets, hit me up. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. So uh, any other final thoughts on the the mid season report card? Not really. Offense A, defense C, coaching B plus. That's what I'm going with. Um, yeah. Special teams about those. A at at times, F at times. Yeah, uh, yeah they're like a C plus, but maybe a B minus. They right. did a 61 yard field goal to win us win us a game against Kansas <laughs> right. State. So it's tough to be but too then low. They can't they can't figure out kickoff returns. Um, yeah. Well, that's a whole, we could talk for a, a whole hour about that one. That's, we don't have time for that. We don't have time Zoom, for that one. Zoom, Zoom. We got to pay extra for that subscription on Zoom. Right on the yeah. We only have a certain amount of time on the Zoom call, but. Um, that's uh that's about it for us. Um thanks for listening and we'll have a we'll have a Kentucky preview out uh later this week and I don't know, maybe we'll maybe we'll start talking a little more about basketball, but we still have a few a few days, a few weeks before that really uh kicks into gear. But um yeah, thanks for listening and uh M I Z Z O U.